0: I am also the publisher for Zippy Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on ZibiBooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zippy Mag where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zippymag.com. We have classes at zippyclasses.com, And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zippy's Bookshop Jamie Varen is the author of Main Character Energy. I loved this book, by the way. Jamie is an author, branding expert, executive producer, and multi-passionate creative living in Calabasas, California. Her nonfiction book, Radically Content, was published in 2020 with Corto and is currently being adapted into a feature film with lovely Mila L.T.D. She is the author of the Substack Plot Twist. Main Character Energy is her debut novel. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss main character energy.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat.
0: I love this book. I really loved it. I love your voice. I love the characters. I love the setting. I just, everything about it, the voice is so great. The message is so great. I felt like I needed to finish in time and I, yet I didn't want to like speed up my reading because anytime I would try to like speed up just a little, I was like, oh no, 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 I can't. I was going to miss that. You know, so I've been, you know, really just enjoying every word of it. Honestly, really loving. That means so
2: much to me. Thank you so much. I mean, it's uh, definitely a labor of love. I just wrote it so deeply from my heart that I was like, I don't even know. I, I, I was just like, I, I don't even know what I'm really doing. I just need to write this story. <laughs> and so it's really honestly like such an honor to hear that you love the voice. Cause I think that's a really hard thing to bring forth, especially in a debut novel. Cause you're just like, you're so uncertain if you, you don't even have the tools yet to know if like, Did I write something that resonates? Do I know what I'm doing yet? And so that just like is really cool because I feel like I sharpened that a lot as Mm -hmm. a with my nonfiction work. And it was such a big leap to do fiction, but it was just it's my love, like my joy to read fiction. And so I was like, I guess I got to write it. And so it just means a lot that you're that you loved it because yeah, it was it was a real big leap for me to write it.
0: Well, I feel like it was also meta, and I would love you to describe it for people listening, but the writer wanting to be a novelist trope, you know, like I love that because you kind of know that she did it in the end because you're reading the novel that you wrote and that there must be some part of you that's feeling the same way because it's your first novel. So it's like the whole time you're like, well, it is so hard. And I feel like you captured as someone who—I just wrote a novel myself, and I'm trying to write my second novel, but I can't even do that. Anyway, it's so hard. You like totally— get the headspace of what that feels like. So for any aspiring novelist or have written a novel or trying to write a new novel, like this is like the, the, the support group almost for that as well on the inside.
2: (laughs) I mean, well, and I wrote it like, you know, in the September, 2020, I was in lockdown. I was just, and I put all my fears of writing a novel into the book, you know, because I, I was like, I guess that's the only way to get rid of them is to just let this character say all, think and say all the things that I feel of like yep. all this doubt that, yep. and, and get it's, it's a thing you love to do. You know, like, uh, it, you know, you love books. You are obviously like, you love writing. It's, it's such a weird thing to be so afraid of the thing you love to do so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that work? Like, how to, do- and I really wanted to show that. I guess, you know, a big thing that was so important for me with main character energy was to show obviously, you know, with when you write novels, there's like all these like plot, you got to have the plot and you got to have conflict, external conflict. But I was like, man, for me, so much of my conflict has been internal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one that's in my way. And I need to see that in a book. I need to see someone who, Like they just keep getting in their way, you know, because that's how life is. Like when you doubt yourself, when you don't have that confidence yet, when you've been taken down a few notches, when you feel like a failure, when people haven't always lifted you up, you are the one standing in your way for a lot of it. And I think that was so important to show in that character journey because so much of our internal, our external world reflects like an, our internal world so mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. that I was like, man, I need to see that. I need to see how Subway could be in France in like the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful places in the world and still be like, no, don't deserve it. Can't enjoy it. Can't even see that this is a blessing, that this is like beauty right in front of me. I'm just too, you know, doubtful of myself.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why it's like so rewarding when there are moments like when she's leaving the Italian guy, I can't remember his name on that horrible date and then the time in the apartment and she comes back home and I think, I feel like she was in a car or something and it was like, wow, I did not, this was not my fault. Like I am not in a shame spiral because of what happened. Like I can see that this is external to me and this is someone else's behavior and I didn't cause it. And like, she's like, wow, I've never felt that way before. And you're just like, oh, this is great. You know, that felt like such a monumental shift in the book. And it it's not like, and obviously there was a drama that happened, but the shift was more in her that was so rewarding. Right. Anyway, wait, okay. Back up for a second and tell listeners what your book is about sorry okay so yeah so excited to discuss
2: <laughs> uh main character energy is about a woman who's an aspiring novelist and she her aunt who she meets in secret leaves her passes away sorry passes away and then leaves her like a, this mysterious sort of adventure where she has to get on a plane within two days and get to the south of france where she Poppy, the main character, discovers all these incredible things about her aunt that passed, that she had this villa that she wants to bequeath to Poppy, but Poppy has to write her novel within six months, and that sends her into a whole bit of total self-doubt. And of course, there's a really charming, gorgeous man who's there to really uh, make things interesting with Poppy. And she struggles with her body image and a mom that has not been very supportive of her. And so she goes on this adventure of, you know, can she learn to accept and love herself and also do the thing that she loves most in the world and get out of her own way within this like six month time frame? In what I think is like one of the most beautiful parts of the world
0: in the French Riviera. And thank you for taking us to so many different places. I'm like, okay, today we're going to Frat and now we're going to Nice. And now we're going, I mean, it's so great. And like the way you even describe each of the settings, I mean, I, I it's just so escapist. It's just like, I I literally feel like every time I open it, I get to discover a new Place. And I love the South of France too. Actually, this morning I interviewed the authors of the Dork Diaries, and their latest one was in was in Paris. So I feel like my whole morning has been talking. Like, I'm like, this is wonderful. I can just escape when I'm not traveling anywhere. So it's great. Amazing.
2: I mean, I'm actually in the South of France. Oh, you are?
0: Yeah. We've been, my husband and I have been here
2: for a couple of weeks. We went to Tunisia to visit his family, and now we're back, and I'm in the same apartment that I was in when I, like in 2018, when I got the idea for the book and I was like, I was walking around here in the French Riviera and I was like, there, this is the most beautiful setting for a novel. Like I need to write something about this time. And then it just, I mean, it took two years to get up the nerve to actually write it, but Yeah. I'm here right now. So I'm like in
0: my own little escape within the Oh my gosh. I love it. How did you, what piece of the idea gave you the whole idea for the novel? Like what inspired it?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the big thing was just being here in the South of France myself. And I was like, this is just such a beautiful backdrop for um, someone to you know, be questioning themselves just because there's so much like glamour and there's so much like, I don't know, there's so much built up around France. And so I really wanted to, uh, I was just like, this is just such a backdrop for someone to really go on like a self-discovery journey because I had my own self-discovery here, not the same as Poppy, but you know, it was very, I got the idea just because I thought it was so beautiful. And then after a while, I've always loved the idea of an inheritance because mm-hmm. it's just such that fish out of water. You have to force someone out, out of their comfort zone. And I don't know how that all came together. It just, it came in pieces, you know? And the thing that I remember the most is that Poppy, who's the, you know, the main character of main character energy. She was so clear to me. She started like speaking mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. voice, you know, and I, I have like snippets of her little Ideas and things, and I was like, oh, "Okay, so she, she has a lot of anxiety. Okay, she is questioning herself a lot, and that's interesting to work with, you know. And it, it's a, it's always a it's a bit of a risk when you do when you do, you know, because so much of the novel writing advice is like a larger than life character who never really doubts mm-hmm. themselves, and someone's got to put them. It's got to be aspirational." And I like kind of did the opposite. I was like, people have kind of got to hang on with Poppy. Mm -hmm. And she's sort of a mirror, I think, for a lot of our insecurities. And I was just like, I just love her because I think like she's so honest when a lot of people wouldn't be. And I always, I love a really imperfect, honest character. Mm -hmm. That's for me, my favorite thing. I'm like, as long as they're self-aware, I'll go kind of anywhere with a character. They can take me into the depths of their, you know, whatever
0: they're going through as long as they're aware Mm -hmm. of it. I love that. Well, I have to say my one frustration with the book was like the sexual tension between Oliver and Poppy. I was like, can we please just like get together? What the heck? (laughs) Like, I don't want to wait for this anymore. I didn't even know it
2: was. uh, So many people have told me that and they're like, this was such a slow burn. Like, and I'm like... I thought that I burned it pretty. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. It was a. Sl-. I love a slow burn though yeah. because it's so frustrating, and yet it's so satisfying when it finally, you know, you're like, oh man, they earned yeah. that. They yes. earned that moment. Yes. No, I
0: mean I'm joking, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you I mean, you you could like cut it with a knife. The tension between them, and you know, even when you say these things, like, you know, the, the like the flash second, like the imperceptible, like shake of the head when they, they decide not to ki- like just those little moments. And you're like, Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, so Jamie, you and I have to say I got your nonfiction book somewhere. It's well, I didn't have time to read that, but I wanted to be prepared and read that as well, but I just didn't have time. But anyway, so you started with nonfiction and that became really successful. Tell me about that and how that book came to be and changed your life and like all of that, like, where did it, what were you doing even before that book? Like, where did you, where did you come from, Jamie?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Walnut Creek, California, June 15th, 1985. <laughs> I mean, I've just, I've honestly been writing online since I think as early as like 2008. I just have been sharing in various capacities. Sometimes it was freelance writing. Sometimes it was more personal essays. I am just an oversharer, you know, I like to bring people along with the journey. And it wasn't until, you know, and I started like putting my stuff on Instagram, just like my little posts, like little things. And it just started to kind of, you know, grow and people were resonating with it. And it was that so and it was not even to me, like I was trying to help people. It wasn't even like, I'm not a guru. I'm not like a motivational speaker. I was just like, I was learning things about myself and I just write them down. and And they were reminders to myself, you know, like, don't forget this. Remember that you learned this in this moment. And so I would share it with people and, you know, it started to really resonate. And I was like, is interesting. And then I started writing a newsletter when I was here in France in 2018, I started writing a newsletter every Friday. And those essays just were just resonating with people in ways that I, like the more specific I got about what I was really going through and like the depth of what I was going through, the more people resonated with them. And I was like, I'm so confused. Like this whole time is just confusion because I never set out to do any of these things. I mean, I always wanted to write, but I remember wanting to write since I was so young and thinking that's not a real job. Mm-hmm. You don't get to do mm-hmm. that. You mm-hmm. know, like, and I was a very practical, I grew up very practical. I grew up without, you know, not a lot of money. And so it was just very, you got of like get a job and go to school and, you know, get something that you can rely on. And I was like, writing is scary. So I just started like, kind of as a side thing, you know, hobby in a way. And once I started seeing those essays kind of, you know, take off, I was like, man, I would really love to write a book, you know? And, you know, I grew up where like Eat, Pray, Love Mm -hmm. came out, you Mm -hmm. know? And I was like, I need to write my (laughs) memoirs, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) I was like... I have no life <laughs> experience of which to write a memoir from but I need to be my Elizabeth Gilbert. You know, and so I always thought that that seemed so cool to me and I always wanted to write fiction but I thought that seemed impossible. Like I was I was like I these are magicians, people that write these, you know, novels. Um and to me, writing a book that was just all of my most honest feelings of all the things that I've ever gone through was way easier to me than writing fiction. And I don't know, I don't know why that is. I'm just like a very, you know, I don't mind talking about myself because I think it's like so helpful. Like I was not the person that it's hard to get me to go to therapy. I'm like, let's go. I'm excited. I'm the same way. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoever like gets against therapy, I'm like, I'm down for it constantly. I don't know. Let's just analyze our feelings all day. I can, I'm good at this. I know. <laughs> I love that. A plus gold star for me, you know? (laughs) So it was like in 2021, I was approached by Cordo, by the Mm -hmm. editorial director of Cordo who published Radically Content. And she was like, I'm just such a huge fan of your writing. Like, even if I just get to talk to you as a person, like I would love to talk, but if you also wanted to do a book, we'll publish literally anything you will write. And I was like, What? (laughs) And I had already been through like so many rejections. It was so bizarre to me. You know, the it's just so weird how publishing works, where you could get so rejected and the timing is totally off. And then a year later, two years later, suddenly you're the person everyone's talking about. Like it's just it's it's so it's very wild. So it's the whole thing with timing is very interesting. So I had like kind of stopped thinking that I would write a book. Honestly, at that point, before she got in touch with me, because I was like, I guess I want to write a book, but a book doesn't want no. me back. You know, I was just <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> you know? I was like, man. And I, I just didn't think that it was in the cards for me, you know, or maybe it was something way down the line. So yeah, then I got this book deal. And I just went, you know what? I'm going to just write the hell out of this book. Like I'm going to write radically content and I'm going to write it the way that I want to write it. You know, I didn't want to just write a self-help book. I wanted to write my experience, like some memoir, some self-help and just, you know, meet myself where I'm at and write where, what I, what I'm going through right now. And yeah, that came out April, 2022 definitely did better than everyone thought it was going to (laughs) do. We were all like, okay, radically content doing some stuff out here. And then just a few weeks before the book came out, I got the book deal for main character energy. And that was just as wild to me. I mean, it's not like I don't have confidence. You just, I guess like, you know, if you look at publishing and if you look at people who are writing, it just seems like, It's so impossible, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just, it's so hard to get anywhere and I get discouraged easily, which is not my best. I'm like very resilient and I won't give up, but I will get discouraged for a while. You know, then I have to kind of pick myself back up. I'm not a, not one of those people where it's like, never Mm -hmm. give up. (laughs) I'm like, what if I did give up though? (laughs) I'm like, Hmm, that would be nice. (laughs) I could just relax. And so I end up not giving up. And yeah, it was just like in a blink. It felt like 10 years of waiting, 10 years of writing outlines of, you know, multiple agents, multiple rejections, so many things that just were not lining up. And, you know, I, I went through the weird thing where a publisher wouldn't give me a book deal, but I had hundreds of people in my messages going, when are you gonna write a book? Do you have a book? do you have a book And I was like I don't know what to do about this <laughs> you know I'm like and I was before I got before that before Cordo got in touch with me I was like I'm gonna self-publish.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess
2: mm-hmm. if that's my only option or I'm not gonna do it or I don't know. I was thinking of all different options and then to then now be here, talking about my novel that's, you know, came out, it's it's just trippy, you know? And, you know, even with my novel, I wanted to add some of those nonfiction, self helpy type of things into the book and really have her, like I said at the beginning, go on this like emotional internal journey as well as the external journey. And I think doing nonfiction and and writing the way that I did for so long and being so self-aware and messaging with so many people about all our different feelings and emotions and interior lives it really equipped me to add that la- that layer mm-hmm. to my novels which I think is something that I'll always do because i just think how our world feels and how we interact with the world often so comes from our internal experiences Mm -hmm. and our past experiences that to leave that out always felt a little, I think that was maybe the missing Mm. piece. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was able to write the novels because it never really vibed with me that I could just like, just external plot points happening all the Mm -hmm. time. I was like, but what about what's happening in in their Mm -hmm. head, you know, in this character's head? And I think I had to kind of, give myself permission to write that way too because it goes against some of the more popular advice with novels where it's like, you know, don't have a lot of exposition or don't have a lot of like interior. And I'm like, those are the things that I want the most Mm -hmm. when I read a book, you know, like what's she thinking or what's the character really thinking in this moment instead of having to maybe kind of parse it out a little too much. So yeah, I mean, that's the whole I mean, that's a condensed journey, but yeah, I mean, I just, I think this all kind of happened in a really roundabout way that I didn't, you know, it didn't happen the way that I thought that it it would. And I think that's so many people's experience because you're just, I I didn't go straight out of school. And, you know, I remember thinking, I want to be a published author by 21. And then my first book came out, I think when I was, it was, I was like 36. And I was like, that's a kick in the pants, you know? And that's fine. Like, it's fine. I was actually like really proud of myself that I didn't let that dream go. But I really did think that it would happen a lot earlier than it did. And you, I got, I finally in my 30s got to the point where I was like, well, I don't think it's going to happen unless I make it happen. Like, I got to write, I got to get writing a lot. You know, I think that's what changed. I wrote the difference between ten years of wishing and then five years of putting my head down and doing the work is so. It's a vastly
0: different experience that I had. I, I feel like you're like there. We have so many. Things in like so many similarities in this journey. And it's just so nice to hear you say it all. You know what I mean? Like, because the timing, it's so frustrating, you know? It's like all these rejections and proposals. I have like piles of rejected proposals, you know? And now all of a sudden I'm 47 and my editor's like, okay, like, where's your next novel? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, and now, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm like, this would be, but now I'm so, anyway, it's just so crazy. Because nothing in publishing is easy and nothing is straightforward except for like the stories you hear all the time. And then you're, je- I'm just like jealous, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, 25 year old with this major book deal. Like, I wanted to be like the youngest novelist in the world. And I have a novel coming out at 47. So, you know, you just don't know.
2: No, I wanted to be the onje. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. Myself,
2: yeah, of course. Me too. We were the gifted girls. Of course. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, I, and I look at that, see, for me, I'm to the point now where I hear your first novel coming out at 47, I just saw all these like incredible things of the publishing arm that your work that you created and everything. Oh, thank and you. it's like To me, that's so inspiring. I'm like, oh God, there's so much time too. Like Mm. I could just, you know, we're both getting started. And because I really, I talk a lot about the age thing where it's Mm -hmm. like, you get this idea that at 30, if you don't have it all figured out, if it's not like locked in and that's what you're doing, you're not going to make it ever. And it's just so, I think that's so backwards. And so I have to remind myself constantly you know, even in my own head, I'm like, you're 38. You still got time. You're okay. Like, and at 38, still young. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's just yes. still like, you know, all these things. So, but I look at like anyone who's just continuing down that journey and continuing because, because timing is such a, such a kick in the pants. Cause you're just like, you could have it already. And like, mm-hmm. I felt ready for so many years that it mm-hmm. wasn't happening. Yes. <laughs> I, I like, feel the same way. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, so I'm ready and
0: what's happening? <laughs> I feel like, you know, I felt the same way about having kids, you know, like I really wanted to have my third child and she obviously just did not want to come. And it wasn't until I gave up that I ended up having this kid like six years later. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like with some of these things, and I I am not a Zen person, like that everything happens for a reason, you know? And I I get the sense, like, you know, we have that frustration and drive mixed with like, you know, sensitivity and what you said about getting discouraged. Like I tried to sell a novel and I'm sorry to talk about myself, but I tried to sell a novel when I was 25 and I like couldn't go back to it for like 15 years, you know, because I was like, that was, that hurts so much. You know? Oh my
2: gosh. I know it. I, I think we don't talk. I actually heard this from Catherine Center. She, I love her by the way. uh, Love her. I love Love, her. Love her. Yeah. And she said something similar. She was like, I get discouraged really easily. And I was like, man, that is so permissive for Mm -hmm. her to say something like that because I compare, I get discouraged. I I have certain people, I can't follow their careers. There's certain things I don't need to know about. And I just have to accept that because not only because I am kind of, I try to be zen where I'm like, okay, timing is what it is. It's okay. I trust in that. But at the same time, I'm like, it's, I need to be on my path. And if I see all these other things and I see someone who is the 25 year old ingenue, I'm like, good for them, but Mm -hmm. I don't need to be, you know, I don't need to expose myself to this. I think, that's the one thing about the internet that's, I mean, there's a lot of things, but that's one thing that I'm like, I don't need to come across these people on a constant basis. And cause I do, I get discouraged. Yeah. I think I'm like, I, maybe I should give up. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. doing is giving up instead of, right? you know, pers- <laughs> being yeah. persistent. But, you know, and I don't have those thoughts when I don't get compared, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. I don't compare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like a lot more clear. So yeah, I I think that it's happening to more people. But we mm-hmm. there's a sort of cultural, you know, what you're supposed to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to give up, and this won't discourage me. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like,
0: oh no. <laughs> well, there's also I'm not going to give up. But then I don't know. I got to a point where I was like, but maybe it's just not going to happen for me. You know, it's just not going. Maybe it's just not going to happen. Maybe I'm just never going to write a book. You know. But then I was like, I'm still going to (laughs) try. That's where I get to. I'm going to torture myself
2: and feel horrible. But then at the end of the day, I'll be like, and then I end up at my computer with a blank document going.
0: Yeah, I might as well. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Jamie, I'm sorry. I feel like I could talk to you about this all day and Poppy too. Like Poppy, just like all those thoughts. I'm like, I want to just sit down and talk to you, talk to Poppy. Like, you know, it's, it's such a validating thing in, in a creative field where it's so, you know, it's just, you know, anyway, (laughs) thank you.
2: (laughs) Of course. Thank you. This, I could talk to you all day for sure. I'm sure we could Definitely yeah.
0: get into a lot of things. Yes. But there's so much we didn't even talk about. This whole body image part. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, okay. Next next time. To be continued some- somehow, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, to be continued. Okay. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at zibbyowens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project,